Chapter Ten of the Mysteries of Paris, Volume Six by Eugène Sue. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Martial and the Chourineur. Before we proceed, we have a few words to say as to the acquaintance recently established between the Chourineur and Martial. When Germain had left the prison, the Chourineur proved very easily that he had robbed himself, and making a statement of his motive for his singular mystification to the magistrate he was set at liberty after having been severely admonished desirous of recompensing the chourineur for this fresh act of devotion rodolph in order to realize the wishes of his rough protégé had lodged him in the hotel of the rue plumet promising that he should accompany him on his return to germany the chourineur's blind attachment to rodolph was like that of a dog for his master when however the prince had found his daughter all was changed and in spite of his warm gratitude for the man who had saved his life he could not make up his mind to take with him to germany the witness of fleur de marie's fallen state yet determined to carry out the chourineur's wishes he sent for him and told him that he had still another service to ask of him at this the chourineur's countenance brightened up but he was greatly distressed when he learned that he must quit the hotel that very day and would not accompany the prince to germany it is useless to mention the munificent compensations which rodolph offered to the chourineur the money he intended for him the farm in algeria anything he could desire the chourineur was wounded to the heart refused and perhaps for the first time in his life wept rodolph was compelled to force his presence on him next day the prince sent for la louve and martial and inquired what he could do for them remembering what fleur de marie had told him of the wild taste of la louve and her husband he proposed to the hardy couple either a considerable sum of money or half the sum and land in full cultivation adjoining the farm he had bought for the chourineur believing that by bringing them together they would sympathize from their desire to seek solitude the one in consequence of the past and the other from the crimes of his family he was not mistaken martial and la louve accepted joyfully and then talking the matter over with the chourineur they all rejoiced in the prospects held out to them in algeria a sincere good feeling soon united the future colonists persons of their class judge quickly of each other and like one another as speedily the chourineur accompanied his new friend martial to the bicetre and awaited him in the hackney coach which conducted them back to paris after martial horror-struck had left the dungeon of his mother and sister the countenance of the chourineur had completely changed the bold expression and jovial humour which usually characterised his harsh features had given way to extreme dejection his voice had lost something of its coarseness a grief of heart until then unknown to him had broken down his energetic temperament he looked kindly at martial and said courage you have done all that good intentions could do it is ended think now of your wife and the children whom you have prevented from becoming criminals like their father and mother to-night we leave paris never to return to it and you will never again hear of what so much distresses you now true true but after all they are my sister and mother yes but when things must be we must submit said the chourineur checking a deep sigh after a moment's silence martial said kindly and i ought in my turn to try and console you who are so sad my wife and i hope that when we have left paris this will cease yes said the chourineur with a shudder 
if i leave paris why we go this evening yes you do you go this evening and have you changed your intention then no yet martial you'll laugh at me but yet i will tell you all if anything happens to me it will prove that i am not deceived when monsieur rodolph asked if we could go to algeria together i told you my mind at once and also what i had been yes you did let us mention it no more you underwent your punishment and are now as good as any one but like myself i can imagine you would like to go and live a long way off instead of living here where however honest we may be they might at times fling in your teeth a misdeed you have atoned for and repented and in mine my parents crimes for which i am by no means responsible the past is the past between us and we shall never reproach each other with you and me martial the past is the past but you see martial there is something above i have killed a man a great misfortune assuredly but at the moment you were out of your senses mad and besides you have since saved the lives of other persons and that will count in your favour i'll tell you why i refer to my misdeed i used to have a dream in which i saw the sergeant i killed i have not had it for a long time until last night and that foretells some misfortune for to-day i have a foreboding that i shall not quit paris oh you regret at leaving our benefactor the thought of coming with me to the bicetre agitated you and so your dream recurred to you the chourineur shook his head sorrowfully and said it has come to me just as m rodolph is going to start for he goes to-day yesterday i sent a messenger to his hotel not daring to go myself they sent me word that he went this morning at eleven o'clock by the barrier of charenton and i mean to go and station myself there to try and see him once more for the last time he seems so good that i easily understand your love for him love for him said the chourineur with deep and concentrated emotion yes yes martial to lie on the earth eat black bread be his dog to be where he was i asked no more but that was too much he would not consent he has been very generous towards you yet it is not for that i love him but because he told me i had heart and honour yes and that at a time when i was as fierce as a brute beast and he made me understand what was good in me and that i had repented and after suffering a great misery had worked hard for an honest livelihood although all the world considered me as a thorough ruffian and so when m rodolph said these words to me my heart beat high and proudly and from this time i would go through fire and water to serve him why it is because you are better than you were that you ought not to have any of those forebodings your dream is nothing we shall see i shall not try and get into any mischief for i cannot have any worse misfortune than not to see again m rodolph whom i hope never again to leave i should have been in my way you see always with him body and soul always ready never mind perhaps he was wrong i am only a worm at his feet but sometimes martial the smallest may be useful to the greatest one day perhaps you may see him oh no he said to me my good fellow you must promise never to seek nor see me that will be doing me a service so of course martial i promised 
and i'll keep my word though it is very hard once at algeria you will forget all your vexations yes yes i'm an old trooper martial and will face the bedouins come come you'll soon recover your spirits we'll farm and hunt together and live together or separate just as you like we'll bring up the children like honest people and you shall be their uncle for we are brothers and my wife is good at heart and so we'll be happy eh and martial extended his hand to the chourineur so we will martial was the reply and my sorrow will kill me for i shall kill my sorrow it will not kill you we shall pass our days together and every evening we will say brother thanks to m rodolph that shall be our prayer to him martial you comfort me well then that is all right and as to that stupid dream you will think no more of it i hope i'll try well then you'll come to us at four o'clock the diligence goes at five agreed but i will get out here and walk to the barrier at charenton where i will await m rodolph that i may see him pass the coach stopped and the chourineur alighted End of chapter 10 Read by Celine Major